This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's me, DJ Spider. Have you met me before? If not, nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being here on The 20 Podcast, presented by BeatSource. That's right. Huge shout to BeatSource, the new digital music service for open format DJs. We've got amazing curators on there who are DJs themselves curating these genre-based, vibe-based, all types of based playlists that you can instantly save into your computer and DJ from the cloud using BeatSource Link. It's on all types of hardware and software, all types of stuff from Serato to DJ to record box to implement it in the denon players it's super dope i'm constantly learning and doing stuff with it and it's constantly getting better they're adding new tracks and adding new playlists and working on it all the time there's acapellas instrumentals new old everything go check it out beat source thank you to beat source for helping us do this and also thank you to you guys the listeners so glad that you are on this journey with me doing this podcast it's been so amazing i realized i did a podcast every single week of 2020 so i spent that entire pandemic quarantine which is still going right now into 2021 um talking to people which has been so cool it's helped me it's helped me stay in touch with people and learn and grow and learn a lot myself and hopefully spread knowledge and stuff to you guys and i've connected with a lot of you guys through this so thank you hit me with any suggestions of people that you want to see on the show or any topics that i could cover that could help you um you could send me a dm those are starting to get crazy but you could send me a dm on instagram at dj spider or send me a whisper on twitch twitch.tv slash dj spider dj spi D-E-R. And um, I am on Twitch Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock with more to come. Um, I actually was able to do some pretty dope stuff on my Twitch this week and last week. I talk about it in this episode a little bit, but I didn't want to intrude on uh, the guest interview too much. But just to give you an idea of what I did, um, Zoomies brought me in to do this event for them. I do this event every year for them up in Keystone, Colorado called the 100K. And this year we wanted to figure out how to do a virtual event. Um, The amazing people over at Zoomies figured out this crazy way to put together this huge event for their employees while also using a ton of different Twitch pages to have different parties and events going on. They had one thing with someone telling stories, another thing with people getting interviewed, another thing watching movies, learning how to make drinks, each different Twitch pages, and then had me do the big after party on my own Twitch page. So they end up taking all the pages and raiding into my page. So to the point where we have hundreds and hundreds of people, all the Zoomies employees, as well as whoever wanted to log into my page. I had two of the top salespeople call in on Zoom and be up in the corner of my thing and be my co-host talking with the whole time, talking to the crowd and hanging with me. We also had the Zoomies employees film themselves Um, lip syncing to all 10 different songs that I chose little did they know they would send it in and we had professional editors take it and edit them into real music videos which then I used Mix Emergency and Serato DJ to scratch and mix those videos and put them on a green screen behind me on my Twitch 
um, and show them to all of the people and the employees, which they freaked out. So there were so many layers and elements to this event, but I feel like it's just the beginning of what is possible and what is at our fingertips uh, for this. And yes, the events in person, most of them are canceled and it's really hard right now. And eventually we're going to get back to it. But I think it's fun to really explore the possibilities. Like I was able to do a New Year's Eve gig and get paid for it on the internet on New Year's Eve um, through Hard Rock and some different people. I was able to do this Zoomies corporate gig and I'm talking to more and more brands and parties and different people and seeing how we can do this and help DJs make money, make a living, help brands get out there to the right people, um, build up our own pages. And I really feel like the sky is the, the sky isn't even the limit. You know, we've got infinite possibilities at this point. So this was super, a lot of work for me to put together, but it was really fun and inspiring. And um, if you guys want to discuss that anymore, hit me up because I'm happy to talk about it. It's been something I'm working on, something I'm going to do even more. And, um, and then I went and just did a crazy Twitch stream for four and a half hours after that on my page. That was so much fun i mean we ended up crying laughing i was playing podcasts on half time into my microphone and listening to people that made them sound drunk by playing it on half speed a lot of hilarious weird shit happens on my twitch so go tune in um but yeah i mean this year has already started off with a bang 2021 um rain just released that rain one controller which i might have to get my hands on those tiny spinning platters it looks so dope i watched mojack's review on it shout to mojack's on the dj city page so cool um that's going on um djs and audiences are becoming more comfortable with twitch and youtube and streaming and podcasting and i feel like we're headed into a new world and you know i'm not trying to go back yes i want other things to happen but it's really cool to embrace all of this stuff um so and my question to you guys is like there's all types of new ways right now to reach audiences and do your thing what are you doing? How are you reaching audiences right now? I discover new people every day, so I'd love to know what you guys are doing out there to get your name out there, get your music out there, and to uh, push the culture forward nonstop. Uh, let me know. And today, we've got another super inspirational episode with uh, someone that I think everyone can agree is one of the greatest DJs in the game old, young, all agree that this person is inspirational and super dope. And although he does not come from the battle world, that's something he got known in because he won A-Track's Goldie Awards, like killed it. I mean, just his entry video alone was mind-blowing. You need to look it up after this and watch it if you have not already. Um, And he went on from there to tour the globe, bringing amazing, uh, amazing music and DJ skills to the entire world. He's a really smart and introspective person that, uh, and this episode puts us onto some great books that you can read, some life lessons in terms of finding yourself and dealing with your ego, which I think can apply to anyone, any human, but also apply to DJing and help you out a lot. Um, He gives us insight into how he creates his amazing routines and edits and videos that he's posted up, some of which have gone super viral and that everyone loves. Um... He also gives us info about his Twitch streaming life. His Twitch streams have been pretty legendary. Um, So those were really fun to pick his brain about. Um, I personally am a huge fan of this DJ and his unique style. 
Um, I'm always super inspired after watching him, whether it's in person or online or just listening to his mixes. Uh, in this episode, we bonded over our library music organization or lack thereof. We were both on the same page. Most of my guests have the super organized thing and uh, me and him didn't really. But uh, he definitely, I gave some of my info and he gave some of his info, which was interesting. Um also, you guys sent in so many great questions to the point where I couldn't get to all of them. So there's so many great questions from you guys in this episode. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys helping me out with that. I didn't even have time to get to all of them, so I apologize for that. But you guys sent in some really cool ones that sparked stuff. He had to go at a certain point, so we had to just stop. So there will have to be a part two of this episode. Uh, but for now, let's get into it, and I present to you the super talented Miles Medina. Let's go. It is the 20 podcast, and we have got the amazing Miles Medina <laughs> on the show. What is going on, dude? How are you? I'm well, dude. How are you? Dope. I am good. I am just... Uh chilling excited to have you on the show today i know a lot of people are excited to have you on the show today you've been a, a guest that a lot of people were like when's he gonna be on when's he gonna be on and uh you're kind of kind of an international man of mystery you know you don't <laughs> speak all that much you speak with your hands a lot more yeah. than your voice i think um yeah. although through twitch we've gotten to know you a lot better your true personality and your home life um yeah but um yeah super excited to have you on man and um how is life where you are right now it's pretty chill dude i like the area i live in is like an island like literally and um, oh really yeah uh, like it's like an island off of Oakland. Okay. Um, what, it what's it called? It's called Alameda. It's not like it, it sounds oh, yeah. crazy. Okay. It's like literally like a bridge is like twenty feet long, but it's like right. It's technically an island, but anyways, it's chill. I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's behind the Oakland Airport. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've known Alameda forever. I just never realized it was. Uh, I never realized it was an, like considered an island. <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah, crazy so all right so yeah. so you're on an island there's no covid there <laughs> and <laughs> um no so you're up in the bay area you're with me i'm in la california is at this point whenever you're listening to this podcast in the future but at this point uh covid is made its home here in california as mm-hmm. the one of the epicenters of the world somehow no even you know, I don't know. All the people not wearing their masks um, yeah. are fucking us up. They're, they don't <laughs> want us to go DJ is what it is. Yeah. We're like the leader in the country, right? Of Yeah. Numbers. It's crazy. Yeah. And LA too, they said, is like the super leader. I think you guys are always a little bit better than us up there in the Bay Area, but we have a bunch of idiots down here. I don't know what it is. It's Orange County or something, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Hopefully we're going in the right direction. I mean, I saw randomly I saw like on the Ralph's website last night. Like, I don't know if you guys have Ralph's up there, those markets, we got some. but it was like, make your appointment to get your COVID-19 vaccination. I'm like, you can just get a vaccination like no big deal at Ralph's. Like, what the hell? But then I looked, I clicked the button and it was like, you have to be a healthcare worker to go get it. But it's okay. still kind of crazy to me that you could just. Like on my phone, like an app, I was like, okay, COVID-19 vaccination. Like I didn't know it was that easy. So I guess 
things are moving in some sort of direction with all that stuff. Yeah, we we got we got that here too, like at a Safeway. But um, crazy. Appa- apparently, it's it's like only one Safeway in the whole Bay Area. Oh wow! And, uh, okay, you got to be like seventy five and older. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, because my parents were like, can we get it? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It says healthcare workers only, but um, I'm like, just make an appointment, see what happens. Like, I want you guys to get it. Yeah. I remember in the beginning, I'm like, everyone's like, we're not getting the vaccine for so long. And now people are like, let's just go get this thing done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a point of contention. I mean, within all of this crazy drama going on of Donald Trump and storming capitals and our crazy world of 2020 going into 2021, we're we're going through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been interesting to watch for sure. Right. It's like it's it's just a crazy time to try to have your head on straight <laughs> or to try to even know what to tell yourself and, and like what's real and how you should feel. And, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know the amount of emotions and thoughts that have go through my head, like daily and weekly are just so crazy right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like very minimal with paying attention to that stuff on purpose, yeah. but, Good. um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, probably like a good way to be um well i notice um you know one one good thing out of all this stuff has been for the dj community has been twitch which we talk about all the time or just streaming in general you know because there's some people like jazzy jeff and little john and people that send it everywhere you know and do it on dj scratch and scratch vision um but you know since kind of the beginning i've seen you on twitch um killing it and you've gone through different phases i think of how often you're doing it um but it's been from my perspective like super enjoyable to see you on there um for whatever you decide to do i've seen you do guest sets and birthday parties for people and just your brunch sets and then lately you've been doing you've been back to doing those sundays right or just periodically yeah i I took a little break and then um i just started the weekly um, last week. So I just started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dope. Yeah. So much fun. Um, I saw you do one set recently that was just like the best. It was like a master class and just like <laughs> vibes and just like playing exactly what you want. But like, I don't know, like you were able to like flex and do all your dope scratches and blends and ideas, but you kept it this vibe that was just like so enjoyable to listen to musically. Like it wasn't even that it was mellow vibes. It was just that it was like a combination of everything dope, like all put together. But like, I don't know. I just had it running. Like I chatted for a while, but I just had it going in my house like the whole time. And I was like, this is so good, you know? So what's, um, what's your take on streaming? Like, do you like it? And, uh, how, what has been your approach to it? Yeah, I mean, like it, it's, it changes since it's been so long. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, initially, um, I remember like early quarantine, right? Which was yeah. like I don't know February, March. Yeah, I remember March. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna IG live because I need a break from DJing, anyways. And right, I was I, at the time I was like, we're gonna be back in the club in like a month or two, so I'll just chill. exactly two weeks, four weeks. Okay, <laughs> we'll be back. That's what I thought too. Yeah, and then it kind of like 
one time we were i was having dinner with my wife and um we had like some wine so i was like feeling kind of i was like let me just try the ig live thing out so i just i hopped on thinking you know maybe like a few of my friends will hop on just to get a feel for it and there was yeah. like 800 people in there dude and i was like yo this is crazy <laughs> wow and it was like super fun and so that was my first feel for it and then um obviously the twitch thing came along and then it, now there's just like in, infinite possibilities for creativity in so many different levels you know totally it's like like you said like i was saying to someone i'm like it's not even like sky's the limit like there's literally infinite possibilities like i was trying to explain to someone what you can do on twitch or on any streaming platform at that and i'm like anything in your brain i think is possible at this point you have your own tv show your own tv station you know and people like four color zach and some other people have shown that hey this is just the tip of the iceberg you know i want to do this and this and this and then bird peterson and everyone that has these crazy ideas just like take it up a notch you know and even i was telling you before we started like I got to do a, um, a stream this Tuesday. Like I usually, I've been trying to do Tuesday nights on Twitch at least once a week to get me on there. Cause I do this podcast takes up a lot of my time and I, and a bunch of other stuff, but at least I want to stream once a week on Twitch. And, um, I, I usually do this party for zoomies called the zoomies hundred K every year that celebrates their top, uh, salespeople that have sold over a hundred thousand dollars each year. And we go up to Keystone, Colorado, and I DJ for two days. And every skater from like Tony Hawk and Christian Hasoy to like pro snowboarders, Sean White, and like all these people go up there, every brand, and they throw this crazy party for their employees. And it's super dope. And this year they're like, we want to do a digital version. We don't know what to do. I had all these meetings with them. They put together this crazy party digitally using Twitch. And I was like an element of it where I got to be like, the after party and then they like had different channels on twitch like one of the owner of the company reading them stories another one interviewing people and and then they all raided into my channel we had this crazy after party i had zoom with the co-hosts of the top salespeople on there and i was taking custom videos we made and scratching them and just crazy like we talked about it on the phone and i was like yeah i can do that and then the days leading up to it i was like what did I get myself into? Like I was up all yeah. night, like it's not working. I can't hear. But once I finally did it at the end, I was like, damn, like, like you're saying like the possibilities are infinite with this stuff. And like, I miss DJing in front of people and nothing will ever replace the energy of being around people and, and being able to see them singing along. But there's ways that we can adapt to this world and make it work. And then like, I guess artistically, but also we, this is our life. We have to make money off this. You know what I mean? You were traveling around like making money off these gigs. So was I. And when that dropped off after a while, it's like, yo, uh, is this even a viable job anymore? Like, yes, I can DJ on Twitch for fun. But so it's, it's nice to see that there's opportunities in the business world for it somewhat, you know, and we're yeah. on our way. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and you can show your personality, like how your page, like I remember showing my wife your page and she was like, Whoa, look at all his plants, you know, like right away. <laughs> but it's like instantaneously, it shows that like you like plants, but like you're in touch with your design aspect and the way that you 
just everything about it, the way you have the camera, the way you present the music, the way you talk to people, you'll have your wife coming in with the wine and like, it's just, um, it's cool to see you in your environment and you able to express yourself musically and, um, visually through all of that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely nailed it. It definitely shows everyone's personalities. On yeah. There. Yeah. Is it hard for you to, um, show your personality on there? Cause you're more, a little bit more soft spoken than some other people. Um, no, I like it a lot because it's, it's live and um yeah like when it's when it's like doing shit like recording things or like that's where it gets a little crazy because i've never like i don't like recording things you know like i put too much thought into it so i've never been a mixtape guy um i'll make the ig videos uh every now and then but i don't like i mean these days i used to like them but these days it's just too much so it's like the twitch thing is live you just you just go live you have fun you read the chat and like, it's, it's cool. You know? Yeah, you're right. There's no overthinking and overstressing of like, should I have done this? What are people going to think? It's like, it's done, whatever. I'm take another shot or keep going or, you know, I mean, I do notice people are in super party mode on Twitch a lot of the time, which, uh, (laughs) I thought people would be like, yo, I just, I've been sober nine months in my house and people are like, yo, I'm taking shots at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. I remember. Oh, my that. God. Like, it's been crazy. I, yeah, I drink like every day, like which prior <laughs> I was I was only drinking at my gigs, like mostly. Yeah, I know. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I know. What's your what's like your approach to that? Like before when you were at your gigs, would you? drink and smoke and do whatever you want like at gigs or did that ever become a problem or anything for you um i mean over the year like it's had its moments because like it started with me just getting fucked up just to have fun i mean i was like 18 DJing, so it's like they would feed me shots and shit and you know when i found out how fun that was to dj (laughs) it just became like a normal thing and then like um which is awesome because i you know made so many friends that way but like yeah. After a while, I kind of, as you know, it takes a toll on your health. And then, um, yeah. So I took like a, I took like a nice six month break from drinking. And, um, so obviously there's a big adjustment with DJing with that. Right. And, um, I know you're like a big smoker when you DJ. I could do it sometimes. Um, but it's, it's definitely different than yeah. drinking. No, yeah. I'm not good at it. If I smoke and DJ, like it would have to be at the end of my set. Otherwise, I will talk about overthinking. It's a nightmare for me. I don't know how people do that. Like it, I mean, maybe like if you're having a scratch session or something where you're just like in your own head and just being artistic, but to DJ for a crowd a crowd of people in person or even on the internet, it's hard because then you're overthinking. You're trying to talk to a camera in your face after you smoked weed is not that fun. <laughs> it's not as fun as it sounds like it would be, you know, like it's just the overthinker. What are people seeing? What do they think? You know, so it, I feel like that hesitation when you're DJing is not beneficial. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. That's the good thing that alcohol can do is put your hesitation away and just be like, fuck it. I'm doing this, you know, and not worry about it, which can also go bad and make you think you sound better than you are. Um, but I think that's why people like drinking when they're DJing, right? Because 
it removes your inhibitions and you're like, I'm just doing this and, and I'm not even thinking and I'll play this song. I don't care. And then when you're high, it's more like, Oh God, should I play that? Why did I, uh, should I play this? I don't know what's next. Oh, the song's ending. I'm freaking out. You know? And then you're like having a panic attack. Yeah. So, which is weird I, because like, I'm sure you've had like times where you'll just smoke at home and have an amazing session yeah. on your own, but it's different right. when there's like a camera in front of you or people watching you. Yeah, there's something with the social aspect of it. And some people are probably better with being social if they smoke. But there's something about drinking that makes everybody want to be social. You know, I guess some people get pissed off. But, (laughs) you know, usually if you're a happy drunk, um, like most DJs, then you do well (laughs) with Mm -hmm. incorporating it it into your life. It's like D-Nice just posted some meme a couple days ago. And it was like, people say you can't drink alcohol and work at the same time. And then it's like, tell that to a DJ. And then it's like a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio, like drinking alcohol. It's like, we know how to do it at the same time. But Twitch has really uh, brought that out. I'm like, if people are like shot time to me all the time, I'm like, yo, I'm taking shots of water and just pretending at this point. Like I can't get that faded. Plus then you turn off the Twitch and your house is just pure silence and you're all alone in your house already. You're not like, out on the street, like, let's go over to Lucy's <laughs> Diner and eat pancakes or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's that's, a, it's yeah, we've definitely toned it down. We used to get yeah. trashed, but, like, now it's, like, it's pretty mellow because, you know, I do daytime shit, too, so it's, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hungover at 6 p.m., you know? I know. What's been your favorite time to stream? I do notice you mainly do, like, brunch stuff. Yeah, I, I keep it kind of daytimey um for the most part but like i do enjoy the nighttime ones it's it's super different i mean yeah i don't know if you switch your times up but it's it just feels super different you know yeah i hardly ever do the daytime like i want to do the daytime and i just haven't gotten around to it i've done a couple of guest sets on people's for the day but not on my own and um yeah the night definitely is one thing for me like by the time this last tuesday like i did that zoomies gig 6 30 to 8 i stopped had to like do real life things which is so weird you do this crazy gig for hundreds of people i'm drinking beer i'm like scratching like having the craziest time and then i switch it off and i'm like all right, I got to take the garbage out and put my son to sleep, you know, and I'm like reading a book like, and then the man went to the store and then I'm like <laughs> taking the garbage out and like washing the dishes. And then I come back and flip it back on. And I'm like, what up y'all? How you doing? Like having scratch sessions and people are like, I'm in South Africa. How you doing? And I'm like, the world is so weird right now. Yeah. You know, like I, I uh, but then that, that set, I was like, I'm going to do an hour. Like I'll play for like an hour. And then four and a half hours later, I was like, how is it three in the morning? And I'm still DJing right now. Like what's happening? Um, yeah. So it definitely gets weird. And like, I went from DJing to just like, I don't know what I was taking podcast episodes and putting them on halftime speed and playing them into the microphone. And everybody in the chat was like dying <laughs> laughing because it sounds like, at the end of the night when a drunk person's trying to talk to you and you want to get away from them or like someone on coke or ecstasy and they're like listen bro oh. <laughs> so if you put any podcast on half speed that's what it sounds like so i started doing that on my twitch stream that's like uh my version of zach's mash mountain or something. i don't know <laughs> do you uh do you put an echo on it or reverb sometimes but it was yeah. too good just all by itself i mean it was just like 
I was taking my podcast. I was taking other ones. Some people, if you put them in fast, the fast mode, they even sound like uh, other people too. So <laughs> um, all I'm saying is the nighttime streams get really weird is what it comes they down do. to. <laughs> yeah. If I feel like raging, like we'll do the nighttimes and, um, right. Yeah. So it has to be like a good occasion where I, I do feel like getting kind of, kind of shitty. Right. And I know a lot of people put together these like 80s. I'm doing 80 set. I'm doing yacht rock. Like, I feel like yours have been just you, right? Like, have you done any theme sets or do you just kind of do Miles Medina vibe? Yeah, I've, I have yet to do a theme set just because uh, I get really bored, like staying within I understand. one thing. But um, yeah, if there's one, I've been trying to do like a Neptune's theme um for a while but uh that would be dope i just i don't have the freaking like patience to sit there and put it together <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i do know what you mean yeah um i know well spider tech will challenge anyone on earth uh that wants to do a neptune set he said on the internet <laughs> he oh, was really? showing off this folder he was like i will challenge anyone <laughs> in the world to uh battle me in a neptune set and he was showing some folder i mean it must have had thousands of tracks i'm like how do you have this, this is nuts i wonder if I, we have the same folder actually uh i don't know his was stacked i mean it was crazy deep and then i linked him to uh the mike b and dj ivy because they just did an all neptune set and uh i was like they just did one and then they were like going back and forth on twitter showing each other like what they know and this and that but mm. hopefully uh hopefully you do that and then uh or do it with spite attack or something that'll be that'll be dope yeah i'm, I'm gonna um, have to holler at him yeah, he has a crazy list. But I love how you do it. Like that that's been my approach to Twitch too. I I haven't done the theme thing yet and once in a while I think I should because I look through my stuff and I'm like, "Damn, how do I even know what to play right now?" But I've been having fun just mixing it up and doing every genre ever. I realized by the end of my set, I'm like, I just played like punk rock music and reggae and dub and new hip hop and old hip hop and crazy edits that my friends made and things that came out yesterday so i have fun same thing i get bored so i love hearing your sets like that um on twitch and it definitely keeps me engaged like i never want to get off of it thanks man i also i feel like that's kind of what makes you you is like your your mixture of genres too so yeah it just makes sense you know yeah totally um what um well, so, you know, Twitch has been, uh, Twitch has been, you know, somewhat of like a saving grace, uh, thing for some of the DJs. Are you, um, working on anything else in the meantime? I know you do. Well, I guess before we get to there, you, what do you do right now? You do Sundays on Twitch, right? That's it. Um, I do Sundays on Twitch and every now and then I like to do daytime things, like the ones that you heard, which was like, it was called office hours, which is like work from home music. So it's like, right. it's going to be chill. And I would like to do those more, but, um, I need to build a crate for that thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel you. Yeah. Um, I know that's, I need a shirt that says that, but, uh, <laughs> I need to build a crate for this. <laughs> it's like, I've been just going through my music has been like, Oh my God. Like I'll do it for three hours. And I'm like, did I even make a dent in this? At it's all? a nightmare, dude. Yeah. Actually, right. I just, I know this is such a, this could be a podcast on its own, but 
to keep it short, like how is your organization? If you can even answer uh, that. Like, yeah, well, that's on my question to ask you. Um, <laughs> so I'm happy to get into it. And honestly, that's one of the most popular topics on this show. Like we had DJ XL on here and he has like a scientific method. Sounds like a doctor wrote it or something. And he broke it down. And it was probably one of our most listened to segments and things because he was like, this is what I do. I don't use crates. I only use tags. I search for things like his method, honestly, would not fully work for me, but it was very thought out. And then I had a few other people on and I heard DJ Lazy Boy has like a super uh, scientific method. Mine is horrible. Like, I feel like my hard drive is like as if you had like a, the biggest storage space ever for like all of your things physical things and you've had it for 15 years and you just kept throwing things in there and barely organizing it and then you go back in you're like i know there's endless amazing things in here but i can't find any of it and anytime i try to find it it's live on the air in front of people like djing in a club or djing on twitch so it's been really hard to um do it i mean i guess my only things that i've noticed that work and that are nice is like I, I use smart crates for a lot of my acapellas and instrumentals. So I just labeled because sometimes my acapellas will be labeled different ways. So I have one crate uh, that's a smart crate that will definitely bring in any spelling of acapella, whether it's A-C-C-A, A-C-A, A space capella, you know, however any weird person that I've downloaded it from and I haven't changed the tags. I have that. I have it for instrumentals. I have it for like tracks added in the past three months six months you know if i just want to click to that and like go okay nothing too old just the new stuff and then a lot of my stuff would just be built out previously towards um the parties i was doing rather than the genres because every time i would do the genres i would never use it or i would get bored with it or i get lost like i'd be like 90s hip-hop old school hip-hop and it would be so organized that it would just be like i don't even want to be in this crate so then i would just if i was going to do Hakasan or something or or just big room Vegasy type clubs whether I was going to you know um the spot in Boston that you know the big big room spot in Boston or or a spot in Vegas I would just make crates towards that that was just a mix of like hip hop dance music EDM trap remixes all in a row so then I could just bust through that and do things and then I would have a crate of like routines that I know that I do that I like Mm -hmm. and then like new stuff that I've just downloaded that I want to try to integrate into my sets and then I save a lot of my history and I'll put any one of those that I like I'll sometimes drag those into a crate like oh wow I DJ'd that Zoomies party and I remember it was dope when I did that Bay Area set, like off the cuff. I want to remember that, you know, so I'll put it in there. Um, but man, the amount of crates, I must have thousands of crates at this point. I mean, I've been asking Serato, like, can you put a function where I can search crates? Because I want to know what I did at this, you know, Sundance party in 2013. Yeah. I remember I did an all Motown set and everyone loved it. And like, I can't find that the my motown folder so like i would love to find that but i have no way to search it in my stuff so it's very unorganized um and i'm sure i could go longer and longer on some of the other techniques but yeah like what about you how do you organize your stuff at all i mean it's like ever-changing 
Like yeah. literally it fucking changes all the time. Like, um, and it, it's such a nightmare. Like it's the, it's like the one thing about DJing that gives me the most stress to be honest. Yeah. Like, me too. It's the truth. I know. And then when I try to work on it, I am so not motivated. Like I'll do it for a little bit. And then like my, bo- I, I'm never tired. Like I can't fall asleep at night, but when I'm starting to organize my music, oh, I fall asleep. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what the hell, man? Like this is your job and you're falling asleep. And I'll be like, I'm doing it. Oh God. Oh God. I can't do it. And I'm like, why is this the one fucking thing? But dude, yeah. So, so funny. dude, so I, <laughs> me and my wife share, um, my studio where I, have my turntables and stuff her desk is right in front of me where she yeah. does her, her her day job and last week she looked at me and i was on my computer literally like this like my eyes were closed <laughs> and then yes. i looked at her and i was like i was like my job's boring too like because and i was organizing <laughs> so yeah. it's funny that you <laughs> right what yeah. is that me too i i've, I've literally like like I don't remember my dreams. I can't fall asleep. I'll like be up till five thirty in the morning in my bed. Like I know I need to sleep. I'm recording with Miles Medina tomorrow. I'm so I'm not tired. Like last night I couldn't fall asleep, but I'll put my computer on. I start doing it. I'll like fall asleep and have a full dream within like five minutes. I'll be like, "Oh, what just happened to me?" Like, <laughs> and I'm just like trying. And then I'll wake up to listening to like little the new little baby song or something you know and be like oh on me here we go you know and i'm like okay here we go i'm back dirty instrumental but like i'm like to the point where i'm like please can someone invent an app or like is there some type of organization assistant that has the same taste as me that i can pay to help me because Mm -hmm. i hate that part of it man the organization and then when i talk to people that are super organized i'm like i feel like a piece of garbage like last week (laughs) starting from scratch was on and he's like the most organized person i think i've ever talked to i mean the way he tags his things the way he has the loops and the things uh i mean it was nuts the way he he's the opposite of what we're saying yeah and i was just kind of like yo like now i feel even worse after talking to him because (laughs) yeah and i'm not motivated to do it like i just want to go dj i'll find like five things i like and a dope acapella and then i'll be like oh i forgot i had this acapella i'll start making a blend with it and then i'll run over to my turntables and i'll start practicing and then that's it for the organization and then Mm -hmm. when i'm doing a live set i'm all pissed off because i'm like shit i can't find anything and like you know like i want to be able to to you see, I see other DJs able to execute quickly. And I'm like, I know from other people's perspective, they think I'm doing that. But in my head, I'm like, I'm bogged Mm -hmm. down by all the filler and the shit around. And I know if I could cut it out, you know, I need like a a machete to cut these, (laughs) cut the fat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm in the same freaking boat. I just restarted doing my crates. Like I literally deleted everything. Really? Yeah. Cause my old system was, um, well, A, I've never really had a system. Like I used to do by yeah. party like you, but the thing about that is like, I've never trusted how updated they were. So it's like, if say right. I would do that same party next month, I don't know how updated that thing is. So I'm basically just going to go through my whole library again. So it's like, it's exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. Yeah. I find myself doing four hours of work for a gig and then for some reason going and doing it again for the other one. So that doesn't always work. And then I end up with a hundred crates of all these parties and I don't ever use them, you know, or no. What's yeah. your new, 
what's your new method for it? So now it's like I have um like four main crates. So like one is just so like I understand I'm not gonna do parties for at least another year or so. So oh my god. <laughs> now it's like organized for streaming ish kinda, which is yeah. cool because you know, it's like organized how you kinda want it to be. So it's kinda just by like kind of by vibe so it's like one is just like a um a warming up type of crate which is like the feel good stuff yeah and then there's like a main type of party and i call it house party since we're always at the house and like i'm right. pretty much playing for my wife and people on the chat yeah and within there will be like sub crates of genres but right not specific genres because as you know, getting deep in genre kind of sucks. Like you don't want to play a straight genre set for more than a couple songs. So right. yeah, the genre crates don't work for me at all. I hate it. Um, and yeah, I just have like a chill crate and maybe like a more like emotional type of crate with like R and B and shit like that. And at the moment that's what I'm building and hopefully I could, it works. I don't know. We'll see. Right. That's funny. Me too. Same kind of thing. Like, well, I've been using BeatSource actually. So plug right there. But I've been using like the way they do it. And I've been trying to have those crates in there. And I actually used it Tuesday night. Like I found all this house music that I liked um, for this set I'm supposed to do for this other podcast. And I put it all into a crate on BeatSource. And then Tuesday night on my stream i realized i was up in that zone and i was like oh i'm gonna try it out so i started playing off there and it's kind of nice to have my stuff organized like in the cloud like that where i had made this playlist on the site and then it showed up in my serato but same my top i'm looking at my serato right now and the top thing is called stream life and then under <laughs> that is dj set ideas and then it's like all these different like ideas that i've come up with over time of like oh this goes with that and then under that's like blend ideas and then i made something called the dj grab bag and it was like what you're saying it's like either genres or vibes that i have like feel good dance blog house type things mm -hmm. you know drum and bass jungle and other stuff like that you know like that even i made one called storyteller beats that i haven't done yet but i end up telling so many stories on my twitch that I found all these beats that sound dope when you tell stories over yeah, them. And I'm tight. like, I need to use this. And actually now seeing that crate, I'm like, I haven't been using this. I, I'm tripping. I need to put that on. But I found I like just like songs that could be like, okay, you guys can get into a story. I got you. Here we go. <laughs> but I have same too. I have like the dope vibes. And then under that, it's like chill, heat, more energy, dope vibes. Same yeah. kind of thing. Like big energy pure heat big energy you know just i don't know and then uh, after a while i stack them up and i forget what the hell i did and it's hard to do but i'm in the same thing i have my stream crate and then under that is just like private events clubs you know so many so much stuff but i i want to do the same thing like cut corners shout to serato and the whole uh, team mm -hmm. cut corners and everyone but he showed me how i can archive my crates because i was afraid to throw them away because i'm like what if i need it one day oh um, shit i don't know about this yeah so he showed me that you can just go into the serato folder you go into your music folder in your computer go into the serato folder and go into the crates folder or sub crates or whatever it's called in there and then you you'll see all the crates from your serato in there and you can just pull them out and put them into another folder and serato won't see it anymore and the it'll be empty 
or you can just delete the ones that you just want to get out. And then you can add them as long as you leave the file structure the same in your computer, you can drag them back in and use them in the future. So I started doing that. So that way, sure, if I'm going to go back and do some corporate party that wants music from the 60s, that I'm probably not going to need that folder for a long time. But I did that party and I put in a lot of work to making that. So I'll archive that um, crate into another folder. And then if I ever need it, I can drag it back into it and Serato will see it again and it'll be all in there. Does that hold your subcrates as well? Or the ones that, think, that are within there? I think so. Like, um, I'm going to go um, for everyone on YouTube. You can watch us. But I'm going um, into the thing. Like, I go in my music folder and I go into that Serato folder, which has that like underscore. And in there, it has. Um, uh, for this is the the super nerdy part of the podcast, but that's what you guys are listening for. And yeah. then it has sub crates, and then in sub crates, yeah, it has it all in here. They're all organized with the sub and all the different stuff. So I see them in here. Um, the ones that are sub crated out, it has this like percentage sign where that's probably how. Serato's system reads it. Um, I know that Serato is in the process of updating their entire their entire file reading structure, and it's going to be a whole new thing. But for now, that was the advice they gave me, and I've been trying to do that on my side. Like instead of deleting everything, just drag them out, and then slowly add back in the ones that I want to use, and make new ones, and like stuff like that. I like that. So yeah, uh, hopefully that helps people. Yeah, that's big because I'm such a deleter. Like, fuck it. I don't want this, this, this crate. Looking at this crate gives me so much anxiety. I'm just going to delete it, dude. Because, <laughs> like, it's weird. Cause, <laughs> that's like, probably better. Hand, yeah. Like, on one hand, like, I don't want, I only want a few crates. But on the other hand, sometimes I need that super specific ass crate to get I me know. where I want to go. So it's like, I, I don't know. even know which one to take, you know? I feel like the best solution to that is being good at tagging all of your music and making smart crates. So then if you know you want the Super Bay Area 2000s songs one, as long as you tagged all your songs there and you made a smart crate of it, it'll automatically have it. And then you can make your custom crates that are just Miles Medina's brain in a crate. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's been my goal is to like get better at tagging tagging the genre and anything that I would want a smart crate to read so then I could just go dance music feel good and like whatever put those in because you know there's dark dance music and there's feel good mm -hmm. and there's big energy and there's more chill vibey work from home one like you're saying I want to have all those tags in there and then make smart crates that will be able to read them and then I can make my own custom crates so that's been the advice I hear from a lot of people. Four Color Zach seems to really have a good plan. I mean, he's able to, the way he's able to DJ so fast is just crazy yeah. to me. Like people always make fun of me like, oh, you changed the song so fast. But I see him on his stream and it's like, and and I interviewed him on here and asked him about it. And he was just like, he knows all of his music. He, he listens to it first. He only puts in what he wants. He pre-tags it. He has it all down. So I think there's just something to that. Like he's able to then go through and execute whatever genre or whatever he wants to do. Not even genre, just whatever mixes like so fast and flawlessly. Yeah. 
He's, he's also really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take that away from him. Yeah. He's, he's one of the guys, like there's a few guys or I'll watch like, how the fuck are you so organized? Cause it just looks like, right. They're not thinking at all. They're just like going and like, yeah, but they'll do it like week after week, day after day. I'm like, dude, this is insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, totally. I know. That's why I was like, how are you doing that? You know, like, damn dude, I gotta get to that. But it's almost like I need to go back in time. Like that's, that's the one bad part about being experienced and being an older DJ and having been on Serato for over 10 years that like, yeah. I have too much shit, you know, and I, I have too much experience that's stuck in my brain that I need to wash away. And I have too many songs like stuck in my, in my Serato at this point. Yeah. I got to get better at deleting. I'm not a, Me I don't, too. I don't set up my time to delete, but I, I think I should, or everyone should. I know. Really. It's true. I'm a digital hoarder and I think it slows me down like so much. Like, and I'm afraid to delete. I don't know why. It's so stupid. But I'll be like, I don't know. I might need this when we're in the day and age of being able to get it in two seconds on the internet. But yeah. I'm just like, I know. Like, and it slows me down. It's the same thing with Ableton and making beats. Like, I have too many plugins, I have too many sounds. Like, I need to get mm. rid of it. I used to be faster when I would just have one crate of records or like one thing of drums you know you could just make yeah. make do with what you have i feel like most of our favorite producers like they only use a few drums right like you know like i'm um, dj premiere neptunes all that yeah like premiered neptune like they only have a few drums that they usually use yeah so true um well so so we've been talking about this quarantine and whatever you want to call it, the pandemic, the being stuck inside for the DJ world as well as well as everyone else. But for us, it's super weird, especially someone like you that was traveling the globe. I mean, all the time. Um, have you what have you learned about yourself or anything else during this time since March being inside? I mean, it's it's just been like constant like i wouldn't say like it's always it's always for me like soul searching but it's always trying to like mm -hmm. get to know myself better and yeah. um this has just given me more time to do so but like you know it's it's just a non-stop process but um yeah totally yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting to get back to it because like i'm so used to just staying put all day or like keep like you know, you know what i mean like i live i live like down the street from the ocean so like I could go to the ocean like a few times a week and just chill. Yeah, that's great. That's that'll be like the extent of me going out. You know what I mean? Right. I know. How weird is that? Like it's like we went literally from 100 to 0. <laughs> like we were on airplanes every week of our life basically, um multiple times a week and just going at light speed and then it was just like stop and same thing i'm so used to being home now it's almost like i look through these old pictures and videos and the things that pop up on instagram like two years ago and i'm like wow that was like a different life like i don't mm -hmm. even know if i'm that person anymore and are you still motivated to go do the same clubs or the same nights or the same things like i don't know do you still want do you still want the same things that you wanted a year ago definitely not i mean like i in the exact same way i'll see photos or people will send me 
like the memories uh yeah. photos that they get on their phone and i'll just be totally. like those those are different people in the photo you know what i mean <laughs> it's not weird like, yeah i know i don't know what it's going to be like going back um what are some of the things that like when you're saying you're trying to get in touch with yourself like i've been going through the same kind of things and just trying to use this time to work on myself, work on things that I was always quote unquote too busy to deal with or too busy. Oh, I'll deal with this later. I got to go work. I got to go work. But um, I've been trying to do the same kind of thing where just get more in tune with things, be more appreciative of the things I have and be more like not as worried about what other people are going to think of things I put out into the world and like like, what are some of the things that you've learned uh, getting more in touch with yourself, if there's any that you could articulate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly that. I mean, it's cool that we have more time now to, like, not try to feed, like, what's expected of us, you know what I mean? And yeah. more so, kind of take more time to just figure out what really um, brings fulfillment. Because it's such a, like, hard question to answer for some reason and yeah um, you know yeah, just trying to be and, happy right and it changes like every day like for me anyways so it's cool dude it's it's i'm i'm really thankful that i have time to like um make that a priority right now just you know like just try to enjoy my time here you know experience life and versus like always worry about not worry but like think about what's next you know what i mean and um, yeah 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 yeah, the yeah, slow just, pace is nice, for sure. Right. Yeah, like I've seen A-Track write on the internet a few times, like, if you're not taking advantage of this time, like, you're tripping. Like, this is the first time in history that everything has stopped. You know what I mean? Like, there's no feeling like you're getting left behind or you need to catch up to somebody because everyone has stopped. So this is the time. And it's going to go back. We're all going to be back to, oh, sorry, man, I'm too busy right now. Maybe in like a month, you know, like it's going to be back there. But that's why it's really important to take advantage of this time and and utilize it, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I almost feel like it's going to be important to keep this type of mentality like even moving forward when shit opens up again right keep that same energy like people say on twitter <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah exactly like uh take what we've learned in this time and maybe it won't be like oh now i can play these weird songs in the club i feel like a lot of people are taking it from like that perspective of like people are going to be way different now they're going to be open to <laughs> listening to cool vibey stuff in the club like no, the same people that just turned 21 are going to want to go turn up just like you did at home, just like I did. So, you know, don't get too, <laughs> I think, uh, pie in the sky about it. But I think that hopefully the ability to be grateful for what we have, to realize how short life can be and how lucky we are to have the things that we have and how lucky we are to even be able to do this and how lucky we are as DJs to be able to go on the internet and people want to hang out with us and watch us do our thing. That's insane. You know what I mean? And and Twitch giving us the ability to get supported monetarily from there. I'm sure I know it's not as much as we're used to, but it's still pretty mind blowing, right? Dude, can you imagine? I think about that all the time. Like what the fuck would we, would we be doing? if we couldn't do that it's, i don't know yeah. we'd be like 
I don't know. A lot of people would probably have fully changed careers or stopped DJing, you know, if there was no outlet or something. I don't know. You know, it's it's crazy. But it's been it's been good to also just to get to know other DJs and, and to connect with everyone from around the world. And um, even for me to be able to do this and talk to people because I used to have to wait for them to come to L.A. This way we yeah. just hop online and it's just like, yo, how you doing? Like. Cause same thing, we're all stuck in our house. So it's nice to connect and talk about everything. Yeah, I feel um, like I've been getting, like, making more relationships through this time more than ever. Just because, yeah. like, you know how it is. Like, usually you you hop into town, you DJ, and you dip out without having right. too much time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, um, so let's talk about. Um, some of like your beginnings of stuff, like um, who were some of your influences coming up? Um, you're from the Bay Area for your whole life, right? Yeah. So who were some of your, I mean, and the Bay Area is full of some of the greatest DJs on the planet Earth from the greatest scratch DJs to the greatest dance music DJs to the greatest just all around, you know, people that just can rock any kind of party. I mean, it's someone like Shortcut alone is like embodies all of that. He can play every genre. He can DJ any type of thing. He could scratch as good as or better than anyone. So um, who were some of your influences coming up at, in the Bay Area? Yeah. So um, for me, it was at a young age. So I was like, you know, I was like, I was still in elementary. So that my access of being exposed to DJs was through the radio. Uh-huh. So it was, it was all the mixed DJs on the radio and it was, um, so it was mostly that. And then every now and then I would see a DJ at some random party, whether it was like a family party or some whatever. Right. And then, and then like one year, my cousin who's a year older than me, he got a DMC, um, TMC World 99 video because I think it was 99 at the time or 2000. Yeah. Okay. So on there was that's when I was like really exposed to that type of shit, which was like right. that's when that's when Craze one. So um, how old were you then? Like in 99, 2000? I was like 11. Okay. Yeah. So that was my introduction to turntablism in that type of form, and then from right. there it was just, I was just completely hooked from there but always into like both aspects like mixed djs and like i remember like at the malls they would have like kiosk and they would sell mixtapes so like i would just buy whichever one was whatever and i think there was like dj like rectangle i don't know if you remember dj rectangle no of <laughs> course <laughs> two two of my first records were rectangle records that was all i had when i first got turntables and i would just scratch all day long back and forth on them that was like how i would practice yeah i remember he he put out some like scratch records right and they're like doubles yeah. i believe yeah, yeah he would sell it would be like colored vinyl and they would come together it was like a cream color one and a blue one and i remember i bought those or like my first two scratch records ever and then i had like two other records and i would just sit there all day with them like practicing but yeah, yeah his mixtapes were legendary too really dope yeah same so really it was whatever i could get my hands on dude just i was a kid I'm the only child, so I don't have like the older guy influence feeding me shit to listen yeah. to. So it's like whatever, whatever came my way, really. But and obviously, like you said, I'm in the Bay, so 
you know, the pickles and, and all of them are out here. Right. Dope. And, um, and like your sets, um, you know, they're very, like, you seem like you loved hip hop growing up and you're a hip hop DJ, but you're so versatile in your sets. Like you play every kind of music. I mean, everything. And like the way you blend it all together and even the blends you make, like that Elton John with little baby over it type of blend. Like, it's just like magical the way you put that together. I feel like you could play that blend for almost anyone and they would feel it, whether they were an Elton John fan or a little baby fan and both of them like, wait, this is not right, but it's so good. You know, it's like, this should not work, but it makes me feel so good. Anytime I play that, people are like, what is this? I'm like, Miles Medina, go check him out. Um, like how, um, you know, how did your, how did you get such a diverse love for music like that? I think just like everyone else, like we just like music. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I don't even think there's a answer for that. It's just like, right. You like what you like. And some, I remember thinking a long time ago, like if I wasn't a DJ and I was listening to a DJ, like a mixtape or like, I would want to hear blends or I would want to hear something that the DJ was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so true. that's when I started, um, getting more into blends um yeah that's really yeah. how that came that makes sense and then like within all of that like i know that you've gone through different um you know like things of your career with like the types of gigs you play and stuff and mm -hmm. i know you've i mean you've done stuff on the radio you've done just mainstream clubs um all the way to specialized um things that you've gotten booked from after the Goldie Awards and um, do-over type parties and all kinds of stuff. How do you remain authentic and how important it is, is it to you to remain authentic within those situations while you're doing so many different types of gigs but staying true to yourself being Miles Medina? Yeah, I mean, that became really easy um, once I decided that that was like the priority. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because okay. like, I mean, you know how it is doing like bottle service, especially in the bottle service era where it was just like at its height. Like, yeah, I just wanted to be the best in that area, but that definitely takes away from your authenticity if that's not your thing, right? Which I don't think it's either of ours. I don't know if it's. I mean, you're really good at it, but like. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. I thank you. I appreciate that. And I do know that I know how to do it and I feel like I'm good at it when I do it, but I, and it's also been nights where I feel like I'm horrible at it, just like anything else. But, but it doesn't always feel like my true self, um, as a person or as a DJ always in those situations. And that's something I've had. That's why I'm asking you something. Even I've had to figure out how to still feel good and feel like I'm authentically me within all of this. And I'm finding stuff I like, or I'm remixing things that I normally wouldn't do, but into my own way. And I'm still DJ spider when I go out and do it. So yeah, that's what I was wondering if, if that's something you struggle with and, or how you approach it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I struggle with it. I think basically once I decided that I, I wasn't going to do, do it anymore. Right. And like I, bottle service clubs, you mean? Yeah. And just, just playing shit. I don't like, um, right. Once I figured out that you don't have to do all that, um, which sounds simple, but for some, like a lot of people don't know that you could 
be yourself yeah. when you do that. No, um, it, you're you're right. It does sound simple, and it's not. Um, how? When did you come to that realization? Like, how did you decide and execute? I'm not doing this anymore. It was literally like a few months before the Goldie Awards. Like, okay, like literally, like, um, and it was. It kind of just all happened um, at the same time, like like that came up i left the radio i um parted ways with my management at the time like it all kind of happened at this like deciding moment yeah i I, right. you know, I don't think i sat there one day like all right fuck it i'm gonna change my life but it definitely was stirring up around the same time right so so the lead up to the goldie awards it was almost like cosmically all of these things were coming together these weird puzzle pieces were like floating in the air of like I don't want to work with these people in my management anymore. I don't want to do these kind of clubs. I don't want to play stuff I don't like. I, you know, I'm going to start working on these type of music things. Oh, the Goldie Awards is coming. Something I can enter in. And it kind of all just came together in this way. Just like how life works, dude. This is mm -hmm. That's how it's supposed to happen. But I feel like that was the universe um, taking your thoughts and everything you had probably were putting out there and just bringing it to in, in front of you for you to put together, you know, in a way. Um, so that's, that's so interesting. Like the fact that you were making those decisions and then it was like the Goldie Awards were presented to you. Like now is your chance to show <laughs> everyone who you are, who you want to be and go forth from this moment on. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go in here and kill this shit and then <laughs> be able to tour off this. So, yeah. um, that's, that's so dope. Um, and I mean, yo, the video you put out. Was that was that your entry into the Goldie Awards where you did the um, the Bruno Mars routine and stuff on there? Yeah, that, that was, was that was my entry. Oh yeah. my god, dude, that was one of those pivotal moments in like DJing, like <laughs> the whole culture. Where like it was like, wait, what is this guy doing? Like everybody saw that video and everyone was blown away. It was like when Four Color Zach and I remember hearing his. Uh, mix from the three style awards and i knew him from before but i had never heard him dj like that and i was like what it was like that gif of the guy that's like blinking like <laughs> what that's zach like this is the best mix i've ever heard in my life like i i instantly became like holy shit you know and then when you put i knew you were great i've been a big fan of you forever love your djing i've got the utmost respect you know such dope skills but when i saw that video i was like damn this fool just took it to a whole new level like people are gonna i mean you can't it was just mind-blowing so it was really really dope and inspirational to watch that and that routine alone the bruno mars even beyond all the other amazing shit you did in that video that routine alone was so cool. I'm sure people ask you to do it all the time to this day. Um, and I think I saw you do it again on Twitch or in the beginning of quarantine, <laughs> you did it. And I was like, oh, he did it again. It was so dope. Um, but yeah, so tell us a little bit about that, like the road leading up to the Goldie Awards. Like, so, so, so you were going through that change in your mind and you were going through those thoughts. And then this Goldie Awards popped up and was presented as something to enter. How did you decide to enter and what was your approach and then what the hell happened once you put that video out? Yeah, so um, I don't know. I remember he, A-Track, like, announced it. And I was, like, not at all a battle DJ at that time. Well, I'm, I'm still not, but, like, right. I, just, I remember 
like seeing that thinking like like you said it was like everything was leading up to that and it kind of just was presented yeah. at the yeah, right time yeah yeah totally it's great and um i just remember like knowing that that was like the one thing that i had to do even though uh-huh. it was scary as shit and i wasn't like i had zero confidence going into it but like i knew i had to do it just to do it right so um, yeah i did it and uh i had a hard time making a routine just to send a video in just because like i had never put myself out there like that right and um i literally dude like that that video was due at like a certain it was like on a sunday at like a 7 p.m or something and i think yeah i was still working on it like the morning of and i was i was in reno dude and um oh wow i, I flew back in the morning i was making the routine still on the plane like i was like writing it on paper and then um I remember just, just finally, like I kind of got it to where it was good enough. So I put the GoPro in front of me. The first take that was like decent enough to set in, I I did it, and then like I texted my homie. I was like, "Yo, I just posted it. I think, I think it's all right. Like, hopefully it works." And then like I I had no idea it was gonna like, you know, turn into what it was. Right. That's so funny, dude, to hear it from your perspective. And then everybody's like, "Holy shit! What is this guy doing?" But same thing, dude. I mean, those are how those stories go. Like Scratch Bastard came on here and talked about his David Bowie routine that he did the day David Bowie died and that he had like stayed up all night and was messing around, decided to just do this quick video as the sun was coming up, went to sleep, woke up to like two million messages or some shit. Like he had no idea. You know, it was like sometimes... If you don't give yourself the time to think, the better things come mm-hmm. out. The more you, you you might think yourself out of it. It was probably a blessing <laughs> that you were in Reno and you had to wait till the last second. You were tired. You just fucking did it and send it in, you know? Yeah. Like. I think so, too. That, yeah. That's so cool. And then, so, so you did that. You sent it in. You got in. And then what was the actual experience of being in the battle like? Um just like total anxiety just the whole time and like, <laughs> like i couldn't sense. even like i could not even enjoy it like you it looks like yeah. you would think it's like oh my god i made it all my heroes are here i get to do my thing it was the opposite of that it was like <laughs> it was like i was still working on my routine the morning of like i got sick the night before huh. um we were trying to they were super unorganized because it was the first one so like right we didn't get the sound check. We were trying to find turntables just so we can practice in the back. Oh, and no. um, we finally found some, thank God. And um, before you know it, like they're calling you. They're like, hey, you got to set up right now. I'm like, okay. And then you, you, you just hope like you can pull your routine off at, with, with like minimal mistakes. Yeah. And, and you know, that's it. And then like, you know, when I, they called my name like to, um, when I got it, I was just super weirded out, you know, like I, I couldn't even enjoy it, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, now, now hopefully you can enjoy it. Uh, so now, now that some time has gone by, um, but that's crazy, man. That's so funny. I know. I mean, cause you're not even really a battle DJ. A lot of these people come into it like this is what I've been doing, but I think that that was used to your advantage. You know what I mean? Your, your artistry, uh, and musicality came out and that's what really won it for you it wasn't so much like yo i'm gonna just kill you with my stuff you know what i mean you're like 
it was perfect for that battle as well. And then probably some of your heroes are like judging. So I'm sure that's like very nerve wracking. That was like really (laughs) what made me want to do it was seeing the judges. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, dude, these guys are like all my heroes. So yeah. It's like inspirational and nerve wracking, like at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Um, overall, like obviously it was awesome. But um, yeah, now that I've had time to, chill out i definitely cherish those moments for sure right that's dope and then since then you you know after that i feel like you got booked for all types of dope stuff off of that in a way like where people wanted to see the person from that battle the person from that video and um, i don't know if it was an interview or i was just talking to you or what it was but i feel like and i might be making this up but i feel like i heard you say one time like that now when you go into your DJ sets, ever since you won that, that you feel almost like an obligation to put on a champion winning type of set because people are looking at you like that. Is that true? It was at first. Um, Just because I, you know, it's like you kind of feel like you have a role to play. And then right, um, just through like a lot of um, just like reading shit and, I read like hell of spiritual shit. So like once I realized what I was doing, which is yeah. Technically like what, what, what do you read? Put us on. <laughs> I was reading, um, new earth by, uh, Eckhart Tolle. And, um, okay. He, he has like a whole thing about, uh, role play and how that's your ego. Just trying to be what's expected of you, which is not your true self. So, um, Wait, so what do you mean? Can you break that down a little bit? Because we've been talking like the past few weeks, past three to four episodes, we've had so much talk about ego and how it can totally mess you up. And Jazzy Jeff said something on here because I said how ego is holding back so many people from streaming or putting themselves out there during this time. And he said, I'd love for you to show me person that has the audacity to have an ego right now he's like this is the time that's humbling all of us you know and that's jazzy jeff saying that you know and that echoed sentiments of am how he used to you know say and have tattoos of you know um starve the ego um and um you know uh wait why i've been saying this quote all the time and it's just slipped my mind yeah feed the soul starve the ego i think that speaks to that and then starting from scratch had stuff to say about it and even jonas temple who started beatport and has now started beat source and running it and stuff he had this whole crazy story about how his ego totally fucked his life up you know what i mean and how he was so unhappy until he figured out how to throw his ego in the garbage and that's how he found true happiness you know mm-hmm. and it's so interesting so to hear you say that i i mean i don't know if you want to but i'd love for you to expand a little bit more on like how you learn that or how you can apply stuff from that book to your life yeah i mean that's like a whole thing on its own but um right to keep it short and okay there's like there's like a million definitions of ego depending on who you talk to because there's like right. there's like the more modern version of it which is like the opposite of humble and then there's like what jeff was referring to or there's like in my reference ego is like the idea of yourself so it's like you can you can say like your instagram for example um people just try to make themselves seem a certain way Mm -hmm. and you could you could kind of buy into that yourself but that's not necessarily who you are like truly Mm -hmm. um so like say 
in my instance, you become like a champion DJ. Now your ego is going to tell you, you have to be that guy. Yes. But, but like, I'm not that guy, you know, like, or like whoever in, in whatever. Right. Example. Or what does so, that guy even mean? What does that mean? It's whatever your brain's making up to it, I guess. Right. Exactly. It's whatever your brain makes up. So, you know, once you kind of shed that, things become a little more peaceful and you can kind of just be yourself without trying to be anything more than you are. Yeah. You know? I like that. Dope. All right. Sorry to get off topic from the uh, other thing, but it's so <laughs> interesting to me. I just feel like that's something that we've all had to learn uh, in these past year in a way, you know, and it's something that that's something that can be carried over into the new world or whatever we're in and something that's beneficial to DJs, but to everyone, you know, but, but in our, uh, line of work, especially how reliant we are on social media and streaming and having to have this persona through a screen. And so you get lost in even who you are, who you want to be, or who you should be, or if it, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you pay attention to who you should be, um, you're going to be fucked or you're going to be really unhappy. Right. You know I mean? You're basically listening to outside ideas of yourself versus what you feel inside. Right. So that's something you learned from sort of winning as the DJ, feeling like you had to go be this champion DJ at your sets. And then sort of now, like when I see you on Twitch, I mean, trust me, you come off as a dope champion DJ. Everything you do is super dope, but you are more of your full self um, musically and personality wise, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like my, my goal is not at all to flex on the turntables, but like if I had been paying attention to like playing that role for sure, I'm going to be like, all right, I have to do this into this into this. And that's just going to yeah. fuck up everything. Yeah. Right. That's so interesting. Dope. Um, so did I, I didn't mean to, did I cut you off for any other Goldie award story or I don't know what happened, but <laughs> sorry about uh, that. <laughs> no, we're good. But okay. on this subject real quick, what was that yeah, battle that maybe not a battle or competition that you won back in the day? It was like a mixtape. Yeah. Thing. Well, it's funny because a lot of the stuff you said that applies to me and what happened to me. And so I entered this competition called Next on the Decks. Um, and it was through BPM Magazine. And it was like at the time, BPM Magazine and Mark Ronson are throwing this contest called Next on the Decks. Send in a 30-minute mix and Mark Ronson will pick the winner and they'll go on a U.S. tour with Mark Ronson. They get to go to Miami Winter Music Conference and play a show there and do the BPM party in Los Angeles. And so I have like such a similar story to you where like I had been DJing for a long time. I didn't like where I was going with it. I didn't know what was happening. Things were working out i was making some different decisions about what i wanted to do i was even thinking about quitting djing in a way like and um i looked at uh this thing i decided okay i'm gonna enter it and um same thing i waited till last possible second made some mix like the night before till the sun came up sent it in forgot about it whatever and then i get a call like Hey, I'm here. This is Matt Colon, you know, Matt Colon with uh, BPM Magazine. He's Steve Aoki's manager, and now, you know, and and he was like, "I'm with Mark Ronson. We picked your mix as the best mix." And I'm like, 
shut up, you know? And they're like, yeah. And Mark's like, yeah, how'd you do that? It's so dope. I'm like, this is crazy. So I was like, okay. And then next thing I know, that next Thursday, I'm at DJ AM's club opening for Mark Ronson, like uh, probably threw up right before I went on. I was so (laughs) nervous. And, you know, and then he's like, how do you have all these edits? How do you have time to make all these blends and edits? And I'm like, I've been trying to get a job for months. No one will hire me. So this is all I do, man. Um, And then, you know, it goes from there to touring the whole U.S. with him and getting to go to New York and listening to him play me music of like, I'm working on this new music with this girl named Amy Winehouse. It's pretty good. What do you think? And he's playing me the stuff before it came out. Lily Allen. And we're in the studio where like Tribe Tribe Called Quest recorded and I mean, I got to do a gig with him and Q-Tip. I was like, what is my life? You know, what is happening? And went to Miami, opened up for him and AM at Mansion during Winter Music Conference. And I was life-changing. So, you know, same kind of thing. And then and then I felt like, oh, who am I now? I have to be this certain kind of thing. And I went through so many similar things that you went through with all of those puzzle pieces were in the 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 universe coming together i didn't know this thing appeared in front of me i put myself towards it with just faith of this is what i like it happened mm-hmm. all the things came together and then i went through different ups and downs of my brain and having to figure things out and it, really a lot of the story you tell i can relate to um in all of those respects you know yeah like so when that started happening and you toured with him and he's playing you music um, and you're hanging with AM and stuff. Did you ever feel like, like, why am I here? Or did you instantly, yes. I mean, how long did it take for you to become comfortable in those situations? I don't know, man. I mean, when people, when somebody introduced me to the idea of imposter syndrome, I was like, damn, I've had this forever. You know, like I'll constantly feel like that. Every time I get booked for a new thing or I'm in a new environment, I'll be like, wait, did they mean to bring me here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm the right, am I the person that's supposed to be here? So same kind of thing. I I always had an element of insecurity or like, holy shit, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here, you know, and it goes up and down the levels of confidence and the levels of it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's an everlasting thing that I still deal with to this day and things move so fast in that world I'd be on airplanes I'd be doing gigs where I didn't even have time to think about it so this year I've been able to like reflect back on so many things and be able to now take them in and try to use them as lessons for myself going forward Um, as crazy as that sounds because it probably that contest was 14 years ago or something now that I think about it feels like yesterday but um yeah so I don't know. I don't have like an exact answer for it, but I definitely felt out of place um, a lot of the time and just kept having to like just do it and and go through the emotions and then end the night like, okay, that went good. I feel good now. And just have that up and down that is constant in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I've always wanted to ask you about that contest because I, I really remember A, seeing the flyer for that thing. And then I remember them announcing the winner which was you which i didn't know you at the time obviously it was 14 years yeah, ago nobody but, uh, knew me at the time yeah like i yeah. barely i had been djing for almost 10 years at that point but i had i had an online radio show funny enough i had an online radio show called the basement that's spelled t-h-e-b-a-s-s-m-e-n-t same as what e-rock has now um <laughs> that i know you've dj'd on but i had um I was like doing totally different shit. I was an underground hip hop group. I had a a record label. I thought I was going to 
be do something else. I wanted to be like DJ Babu or something, someone that was like scratching on records and doing that. But um, yeah, I came out and people were like, who is this guy? He's coming out of nowhere. I'm like, I've been DJing for 10 years. But yeah, crazy. Um, that was such a life-changing thing. And then it was the same thing. Everything all happened at once where it was like, then MySpace brought me in to be the MySpace DJ and they started flying me around. And then AM, I met AM and he brought me into DJ at his club. Then he helped me get a Vegas residency at Pure. And then Mark Ronson thing like helped me pop off to these things. And then Matt, Steve Aoki's manager, was helping me get tons of gigs. And and then AM's manager brought me in and they started this thing called the DJ Company, which was just me and AM. And, and then Kevin Scott and then Homicide and then... Uh, fashion and scene and then it became deck star and then like all these things just kept snowballing into stuff like i remember just hitting my boy like yo i need a logo and a website people think i'm like a real dj <laughs> i gotta act like i'm a real dj you know i was yeah. like people think i've been i know what i'm doing and i don't <laughs> i've been djing yeah. in a bar for a hundred dollars you know what i mean like now all of a sudden they book me in a club for three thousand dollars i'm like i have to act like i've done this before <laughs> exactly yeah so, i definitely i still have those moments too so that's yes. funny man. yeah it's good to totally. know that we all go through that yes oh my god that's what i try to explain to people on this podcast like we're all humans we're all going through this so let's talk to each other it's been it's nice to talk to each other about stuff you know yeah um should we i i mentioned to you before we started that i asked on the internet um for people to ask you questions and I got like a million for you, like more than usual. So, um, and I know you have to get out of here in about 15, 20 minutes. So, uh, can we go through some of those and see if those spark up some, uh, some things you yeah. want to talk about? Yeah, okay. Sure. Let's see. Um, we got one person on Twitter, DJ Elegance. He's asked some questions before, so shout to Elegance. He asked, I've noticed his sets, and, and okay, yo, disclaimer, I've, I haven't read these before, so if it's okay. stupid or whatever, we can just skip it, but Elegance seems to ask good ones. Um, he says, I've noticed his sets are very unique in terms of wordplay and quick mix cuts, oh, and quick cuts, etc., to transition from songs as opposed to the typical eight-bar mixing. For other DJs who want to liven up their sets with different transitions, what are some helpful ways he approaches and does this? Okay. Yeah. To keep that simple, um, shout out to Elegance. To keep that simple, <laughs> it's just practice. I mean, it's, it's lame to say this, but just practice and like know your music because yeah. things can come up and you'll hear something and you'll think, oh, I remember this part being in the other song. Maybe it'll go well together and you try it and... That's really it. Right. Experience yeah. and try yeah. and experimentation. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the homie, the homie, uh, Matsu, um, <laughs> the young God, um, he asked, um, how does he not get hot DJing in a hoodie and a beanie? Oh, okay. I see you on there. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to add on to that question because something I've noticed about you is you always have the best fitting t-shirts. How do you like, do you have a special way of drying your t-shirts? Because my shit will always be like dry and go up my sleeve. You have like the longest sleeves somehow. Like do you have specific <laughs> tailoring for your t-shirts? What's going on? I'm always jealous of your t-shirts. I'm like, this was dope shirts and they fit him in like such a good way. But okay. Sorry. I'm adding on to Matsu's <laughs> question. <laughs> um, 
Well, to answer Matsu's, it's cold <laughs> in the day. And, yeah, it's uh, always cold. Yeah, to answer yours, I just I wear XL and I'm only like five ten. So <laughs> okay, I, I, you know what I mean. If I wore like a large, it would probably not fit as well. So you got those extendo sleeves or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every shirt I have is is a has bigger sleeves on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, does he sew an extra a panel on? What's happening here? <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's go on. Um, uh oh god some of these names okay little big small head asks where does he get his music from and also something he wished he knew before he started djing i get all my music on beat source yeah and, uh, beat source baby <laughs> <laughs> um nah i mean going into it dude like i tell everyone just to just have fun because once you start to try to get ambitious that's where shit that's where the pain comes and that's where like you try to be more than what you are so you know just just have fun with it right okay um all right dj moonrock as an up-and-coming dj what's the best way to seek feedback from djs you look up to all right that's a good one that's hard yeah i would also like to know that myself because uh <laughs> right <laughs> i mean too I'm I'm really like shy approaching people I look up to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. How are you with that? Like, send, I, I mean, you know, I am too. I'm I'm sometimes like insecure about it. I've tried to get way better at just going fuck it. Who cares? Just send it. You know, like feelings are not facts. You know, it's just whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, don't think, don't take things personal. Like I just had this long ass conversation with Chris Carnes on the phone recently. I want to get him on the podcast too. Cause so much of the stuff he said was really cool and valuable. And he just gave me a whole lesson in like not taking things personal and just not, and just getting past all that. You know, he has a really interesting take on it. And it was like, I was like, damn, I need to put more of that into my life. But I mean, my advice to that person is just don't be afraid to reach out, especially now. We're all home. We're all reading most of our messages. So send us shit. I've had people write me and go, yo, you're probably not going to read this, but I want to send you these mixes I do in these uh, blends. And I literally listened to that shit 15 minutes later mm -hmm. and wrote the dude back. And I go, actually, I just listened to all of it. I really like it. And if you want to send me these, I'll play it on my shit and I'll give you props and whatever else I could do to help you, yo, because this shit is great. And he was like, oh shit, can't believe you wrote back. Here you go. And now I play his shit on my stream all the time. I'm hoping he sends me more stuff. So just do it. You know what I mean? Like for all you... You just heard us tell stories about us not feeling comfortable after we win huge contests. So we're all in this together, guys. If you think you have something dope and you're being authentic to yourself and you're doing shit for the right reasons, we're probably going to want to hear it and check it out. And if yeah. it's not good, keep going. That's the other thing. I think a lot of times, sometimes I'll do things and if somebody doesn't like it, I want to quit. But that's just one thing. You can make 100 beats and someone could like two of them. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it anymore. They like those two. They might not like 98, but that shouldn't be a reason to stop doing it. And are you are you pretty honest? And like, if it sucks, will you tell them it needs work? Um, that is hard for me because I like to be nice. But um, I try to give constructive criticism on what I think. But I also know that everybody has their own opinion. And sometimes I don't like things that everybody likes. So it is hard um, to know how honest to be. I don't want to discourage someone. If it's fully whack, 
then I'll kind of give them the constructive criticism. If it's just my opinion, I maybe I'll say like, I don't know if I would play this here, but this is dope how you did this or something, you know, try to think of a good way to say it. Maybe ask them how honest they want me to be. (laughs) You want to be Simon Cowell honest? Randy (laughs) Jackson? That's a no from me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just send them a screenshot of me deleting their shit. (laughs) Peace, bitch. No, it's like... all right, let's see. Uh, Wolf Hunley asks, when is the next Drunken Zombie Marathon? Is that a Twitch yeah. joke? Yeah, so shout out to that guy. Um, he was my first ever sub on Twitch. Wow, first sub. Shout to you. Yeah, he's cool. Supporting and, um, the cause. He was, uh, he's ref- I did this this stream one night. Um, it was like very early Twitch, like the first month, and then... Um, you know, obviously it's really fun. So like, we just got really wasted. Like, yeah. And I, I ended up DJing till like six in the morning or something, but like just super oh faded. God. And yeah. um, I played zombie for like 30 minutes straight. Like literally just like, like the cranberry zombie, like literally just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's, that's referred to as zombie night and um, the drunken zombie marathon. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's coming soon. Okay, coming soon. You got to let me know. I want to be in on that. I'll get drunk with you in my house. I don't think I've been super drunk for like since last March or something. (laughs) Oh, really? That's good. It's been so long. I don't know. I haven't haven't been able to get there. I'll drink, but it's like, I don't know. I got to have one of those nights soon, I guess. Um, And then just to speak on Twitch, one more thing, like, have you been treating, I know some DJs have been treating Twitch like a business, you know what I mean? And like putting, going all in, doing it every night and actually making pretty close to the money they were making out in the world. Like, are you treating it at all like a business or are you still kind of just treating it very artistically and thankful for whatever money comes in from it? Or what's your approach? Um, Not really, just because I've never even treated DJing as a business. I mean, I do, okay, but like, it's never, um, a priority just cause, uh, I, like I remember when, like when Quincy Jones said, like, um, once you do it for money or fame, like God walks out the room and I've always, that's always, always stuck lo- with me. So I love that. Yeah. So it, no, but also yes, where I am very conscious of, um, and taking it somewhat serious to where I'm not just fucking around. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Okay, but it's that not makes a priority. Sense. It's, I'm not doing it for financial reasons. That's what I'm saying. Got it. Yeah. No, that that's a really cool quote. Yeah. Once you do it for money or fame, God walks out of the room, you know, because yeah, like at that point, it's just like, okay, you're on your own. Just, uh, you might, <laughs> you got the wrong intentions are going into this. So what are you going to get out of it? But that, that's, uh, that's really cool. That's a cool thought to apply to it. Um, well, another business type question, which I think I know the answer to, but DJ to a run or to Aaron asks, do you have a side hustle beside DJing? Are you, are you selling little things on the side that miles Medina juice boxes i'm so bad at it dude like i'm i tried to do some shit on offer up and i'm just terrible at it dude wait what's and, offer up that's like where like selling like ebay type shit yeah it's just like you put your stuff on there and um 
it's local so like you just link up like you can dm each other and be like all right meet me okay. over here and i'm just i'm terrible at it so um that failed and then um if anything it's gonna be like i'm i'm starting to get into making like shirts and stuff yeah your merch is dope i love the medina market thanks man. um that's super dope i think you did that with homie depot dj marvel right um not that one but um hopefully. oh sorry yeah yeah Shout i thought you guys market. did a collab together i don't know why sorry about that not yet oh soon uh, well that one's great i love it um dope well so no side hustle okay there's no miles between a secret <laughs> store you could buy shit from <laughs> not um, yet all right, let's see. Jamie selects another Bay Area person asks, what's an area or lane of DJing that's currently unexplored or could be innovated? I don't know. I'm not sure I totally understand that, but um, maybe. You tell, her, you tell us, Jamie. Selects. You tell us, Jamie, and then you write me and I'll tell you on the next one. <laughs> no, Jamie Jamie always asks some dope shit, though. I, he's He's got some good questions. Yeah, um, no, shout out to Jamie. That's the homie. Um, DJ Cello G um, says, how come you have never competed in Red Bull freestyle? Uh, I have, and Zach beat me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you just brought up some bitter memories, DJ Cello G. <laughs> now we um, hate Zach. <laughs> but just kidding. I just, after that, I never really wanted to anyways, just because it's... um. It's never been my thing. And uh, people always ask me, like, why don't you do it? And um, again, that would be doing it for the wrong reason. Like, I'm not going to do that just to try to win something. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's always yeah. do things for the right reason. Always. Yeah, totally. And for the right reasons to you. Um, all right. Let's do an easy one. Spin Master J. French toast or pancakes? I mean. Pan pancakes. Yeah, me. come on. Who, uh, who has ever picked French toast in that equation? I don't think anybody. Pancakes kill French toast. What about waffles um, though, for you? Waffles, waffles are good. I we had a whole thing on my stream. We were talking about waffling things and just at what things you could put in a waffle maker, and we got really weird with it. And I was saying, can you put pancakes or waffles in a? I mean, pancakes or French toast in a waffle maker? That would be kind of tight. Like, <laughs> then cook it and then put it in there. That could be a waffle. That sounds cake. really good. Yeah. Right? That would be kind of fucking good. I was talking about putting all types of shit in there. All right, that's my weird brain at work. Maybe I had smoked before that. But um, <laughs> um, all right, Matsu also asked about your experience shooting that phone commercial. Oh yeah, I did a uh, Verizon commercial. Um, yeah, that was so. That was dope. <laughs> that one I know was you don't. Want, I know you don't want to be famous, but come on, that was cool. <laughs> they just they just DM'd me, and um, they're like, "Hey, we're shooting these things. Are you available?" I was like, yeah. And then they're like, can we come to your house tomorrow to check out your space? I oh, like, God. Okay. And then, it, dude, it, fuck, it moved so quickly. Like, they came, the whole crew came here, like 10 people. Yeah. With their, what their, what like, did they see? I, a video of you or something? Yeah. Cause, the, you know, they probably see my IG and I'm on right. YouTube vids. And, um, yeah. I had a couple vids like go viral at this point. So, like, they probably yeah. had caught some of those. And um, they came here, checked everything out, checked the lighting, planned out a whole freaking day of shooting, came back the next day. We shot an entire day. It dude, it moved so quickly, and it was really cool to see something move that fast um, That's with dope. that big of a team. There's like 20 people. It was just it was super fast. It was cool. Cool experience. Yeah. 
Dope. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they put you in there. Some real shit. It's like when I love I love seeing Twitch and they'll have like Melody on the front page doing like a crazy vinyl historical set. And I'm like, this is what we need. Okay, teach the people. Yeah, for uh, sure. Show them the real dope shit. Um, all right, let's see what else. You got time for a few more? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, some people just want to know how they can become you, so I won't ask that, but um, <laughs> unless you've got a special method for that. Um, some Freaky Friday type shit. You're like, rub on uh, some kombucha and then pour yerba mate on top of it, and you will be Miles Medina for four hours. <laughs> and you will know how to do the this is how I, the, the uh, this, that's what I like routine right away. Um, <laughs> record yourself. Actually, someone asked that DJ Ace G. How the how in the world did you come up with your this is what? Uh, sorry, that's what I like routine. Um, I tell, uh, you know, it's funny. I tell people all the time, like I didn't even make that because um, that ne- that definitely didn't come from my brain. Like it, um, we were talking about the universe, how it just kind of happened. Yeah, that like. I think that took me like two weeks to make, but like what I had made on my own yeah. sounds nothing like what really happened. And um, wow. I remember like I was messing around with the beginning parts a lot. And then one time, like I, I, I'd gone at it for a while and then like I was kind of tired. It was like three, four in the morning and I just, I kind of just stopped. But like, you know, sometimes like if you put shit down, like the turntable will still move. I remember yeah. hearing the there's a part of that song where it's just like dry drums. Yep. And I hadn't, I hadn't explored that part of it yet. And it kind of just hit me to use that part of it. And that's where like the whole kind of double timey part came from. But anyways, uh, I don't think I made that. I'm just going to be honest. It just kind of came and I know it sounds, that can sound really douchey too, but like, uh, no, it's like musicians when they're like, it just came through me, you know, it's God or whatever you want to call it was just coming through you at the right time, right? Yeah. So I don't like to take full credit for that one, to be honest. Well, however it happened, I'm thankful because <laughs> <laughs> it was super dope. I've watched it a million times. Um, I mean, just the way you were like hitting each part, you're like, boom, psh, yeah, it was like so crazy. It was like some scientist shit. Um. All right, let's see. A couple more. It's almost 4.30. I know we got the 4.30 cutoff. Um, I wish we would have started earlier. But um, let's see. Let's get it. Let's see if there's any other good, useful ones. Um, how do you manage the pressure to stream and try not to be so consumed by it? That's DJ Jared. Oh, I shout out to Jared. Um, that's the homie, by the way. Uh, yeah. The pressure that comes with streaming, it's pretty natural, I think. I don't think there's any way around it. But, um, okay, just you know, again, like it goes into ego and it goes into letting that control your thoughts, like, right? It's, it's, it's definitely a practice to not let that overcome you. Um, I don't think there's like a, a cure all for that. You kind of just have to like train your mind, whether that's through freaking meditation or, uh, you know spiritual type of like studies or whatever it is that gets your mind clear and more calm because i feel like just you know giving the pressure and anxiety is calm is kind of the opposite of that so for me anyways i don't i'm pretty sure for most people too so just trying to be calm because you know like when the camera's not in front of you 
you're super calm and you're doing some dope ass shit on the turntables. The second there's pressure on you, you're kind of going to, you're going to like, you're going to overthink it. Yeah, I know. It's like a human thing. Got to tap into that calmness. Um, yeah. Also, um, shout to Audio One. Um, he has been going through some stuff right now. He had a stroke on his stream and he had to go to the hospital and thankfully he's okay, but people have been raising money for him. So um, anyone listening to this that wants to help out, um, hit me and I will give you the info to his PayPal to help support. But he actually asked a question, which I think we answered, but I just want to get his name in there and shout out the cause for him right now. But uh, he was asking about mental health and life work balance for you. I think we talked about it earlier. Um, but shout to audio one, obviously that's something he's dealing with figuring out right now too, because he was mm -hmm. going so hard on Twitch and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to him. Um, dude, that's, that's probably something I pay attention to the most. And, um, you know, it, it could be, it's different for everyone, but just staying mindful of it. Like I, you know, I don't go on my phone a lot, obviously. Like I literally go on Instagram like every other day just to check DMS and like, that's good. um, I try not to look at my phone until after at least an hour of being awake. Um, yeah. And, you know, just, you know, we just live in a crazy fast paced world that is so like demanding of us to like check our screen and like, right. It's, it's that shit like really controls your brain, dude. So like, I think I it's, it's just staying off the phone and the internet is really helpful and just being, just go outside, dude, to spend some time outside. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah, the going outside thing is the most thing that sounds like the most common sense thing, but is like the truest possible thing. I had to do it yesterday. I was like, I've been inside for two days. I just realized like I just went out for no reason for a while. I was like, I feel like a new person once I came back. Yeah. Um, dope. All right. Well, shit, I know we're a little over time. Can you... Um, Give us, well, a lot of people, there were so many more questions. I feel bad not asking them, but uh, let's, you know, we'll get to them. We'll do a part two, Miles Medina, one day. For and sure. um, before we get out of here, one of the questions someone wrote, um, the Mike Shore uh, wrote tips for new DJs. So you could incorporate that in the thing I'm about to ask. Like, just wanted to see if there was any last words you have for new DJs, but just for everybody out there um, right now going through this and djs and do you have any kind of words of advice for either new djs or just everybody out there during this time yeah i think it's a good time for new djs because you don't have to play i mean you don't really play gigs as new djs anyways but it's cool because like with live especially with live streaming you could just completely be yourself yeah and um i know like when you get into things you have the people you look up to which is really good to get inspired by but um try not to get too influenced where you think you have to, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. cause like you love scratch bastard or Zach or whatever, you don't have to play like them, but it's, it's, it's nice to like, I definitely study the greats. I really recommend studying Jeff and you and just a wide array of people, but like, um, just use that to, to try to find your, your, your true voice. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. I think that's a good, that's really good advice that you can be inspired by everyone else and you should even practice and imitate them a hundred percent. But then when it comes to actually being yourself and trying to be authentic, then that's when you dive into who are you within all of that. Once you've learned all those techniques and learned the history and all that stuff. 
Dope. Word. All right. Well, yo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, got anyone? Oh, I guess let's see. Where can people follow you? Let us know your social media and then any other final parting words you have for the audience. Let us know. Yeah, it's really, I only check my IG, so, so don't hit anything okay. else up. Uh, Miles Medina. Yeah, um, I do put edits out on Bandcamp a lot. Not a lot, but more frequently than um, even IG posts, I think. So check the Bandcamp and uh, okay. Twitch Twitch on Sundays. Twitch on yeah. Sundays, baby. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Miles Medina, thank you. Um, we will, I will see you, I'll see you in the virtual world that we live in now. For sure, man. I'll see you on Tuesdays. Yes. Tuesday nights, I'll be there. Sundays, I'll be on yours. And then um, more to come. Hopefully, I can premiere this on Twitch. I've been trying to get to the point where I could play the podcast on Twitch so people can be exposed to it more. So maybe yours will be one of the first ones I, I experiment with. Dude, that'd be tight. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, man. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Take it easy, All man. Right. Peace. Later. And that was it. Another episode in the books with another amazing, world-class, super dope DJ named Miles Medina. He gave us so much cool info there. You guys also gave us a ton of great questions and topics to talk about. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll, we will be back next week with another amazing guest for you guys. I bet you can't guess who. But uh, hit me if there's anything I can help you with or you got any questions or comments. Um, at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R on Twitch and on Instagram um, and all that. Thank you to BeatSource. Thank you to Anthony and Vlats. Thank you to everybody involved. Um, this podcast is produced by BeatSource. And join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. The 20 Podcast, DJ Spider, and we out. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.